What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is Dr. Maxwell on another Bring the Smoke. And I have the most amazing person here, the Commissioner of the Revenue for Newport News, uh, Commissioner Tiffany Boyle. She is the first black, the first black female, the first black period to be over the money here in Newport News. And that is just awesome. And so um, I just want her to introduce herself and kind of let you know exactly uh, what the Commissioner of the Revenue does. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to bring the smoke. Yes. Which I had a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I am the Commissioner of Revenue for the City of Newport News. Uh, happened to be the first African-American female as Commissioner of Revenue, um, was the first actually in Hampton Roads area amongst our district. And now I have another uh, lady who's joined me in that ranking, so awesome. that's good. You know, more power in numbers. Uh, we assess over 23 different taxes, um, and we assess over $300 million, which turns into revenue for the city of Newport News, which is actually a third of their budget, their operating budget. Just wanted people to know that it's very important um, to know where your money is coming from and what it's being used for. Uh, we do things like business licensing. So every business you see in Newport News has to come through our office to get licensed and to operate. Um, we're also, I would say, the first form of government that most taxpayers interact with. So it's very important that we have great customer service uh, great literature, great information, because this is how they're going to, this is what's going to bring their attitude towards government and between government and citizenship. Well, what I'm so amazed and so happy about is you all put it online. When I got here, I'm not trying to be funny, man. I, I, when I first got here, I said, hey, Ma, Ma, man, the mailman walked with, <laughs> with the mailbag and they put the mail on the side of your house, man. The mail popped on the side. I, I was so amazed. I felt like I was like in some small little city country town. I was like, oh, my God, they don't even have like your business stuff. I said this, that you can't even apply online. I'm like, what is this? Like you get your your real estate license. It when that when I went and got it in Atlanta, I got it the same day here. Man, I gotta wait for weeks before they mail it back to me. I'm like, dude, what is this? And now the commissioner of revenue, she's brought us into the 21st century. Oh my god, oh my god, yes, because what she has it where you're able to apply for your business license online. I have a client now with Maxwell Realty. I'm selling their house, it's under their business. Their business license expired because when they moved, I guess they never changed their address to forward the items or documents to mm -hmm. their house. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to get online and register even though they had to do other things. So it was just awesome that they didn't have to stop their entire day. So thank you so much for innovation. Anything else you all did that's just innovative at the office? Cause I mean, that's, I'm just happy because right. they were gonna mess my check up if they couldn't do it. No, it, it is so important <laughs> that um, one of the biggest things when I was running in 2017 was to bring the office to the 21st century. So it sounds boring, oh, you're bringing things online, but it saves one, so much time. Uh, our data is so much more efficient so we can know how many businesses we have, what type of businesses they are, how many businesses are closing every year. That helps development to know what we need to bring in to the city of Newport News to keep us functioning and for us to hang out and have a good time within our own city. Um, so we are still working on 
bringing more things online. So right now we've done business license and business related taxes, which is a blessing to especially like restaurant owners because they have to pay tax and hotel owners because they have to pay taxes by the 20th of every month. So could you imagine if you had to come into the office to drop off your payment or mail it in and it happens to get there late or you own a hotel or you own a restaurant, you're working. Like mm -hmm. you're super busy. So imagine how much penalty and interest we were assessing because of the snail mail rules yes. that we had. So it, they have absolutely loved the online engagement. Next, we are working on bringing our personal property, which is one of our biggest revenue sources, um, bringing that online to our web-based system. And then after we're done with all of that, we can then go to like a one account system. So say you have a business, you have a vehicle, you have anything else, it's all now gonna be under one account. So that way you don't have to go to several different departments within my office. You could talk to one person and they can give you all the information you need to know. That is awesome because I got to go one place for my investment house. I got one place for my car. I got over here like, dude, no, you're in the wrong line. Dude, doesn't matter. All y'all behind the same flip counter. That's it. That's it. Dude, crossover. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to the back of that line, man. But anyway, thank you so much. That's, I mean, people don't understand when you're able to just um, consolidate something and streamline, it definitely helps business owners continue to move. And speaking of business owners, man, that Emerge Awards. Oh my God, it is so dope. I mean, I, I just gotta be ghetto about this, but it is so hype. It is just magnificent. It is awesome. I mean, the energy that you curate, because I mean, people, I mean, you would have thought they were at the Oscars, man. Oh my God, I wanna thank my mother and my father. I mean, it was the oh, yeah. energy. You started with energy. thanking God first. They always wanna thank God first. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Well, whatever. I'm, this is my show. I'm saying the way I felt like I heard it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to God in a minute. But anyway, I like to thank God. Okay, whatever. Anyway, at the end of the day, it was just it was just so amazing. The energy. What gave you that vision to help push these? Man, I, I just feel like you helped push the business to another level, and it just gave them some energy that they may not have had. Because I know how hard it is to get a business started. Once it's going well, it's kind of okay when you got the momentum, but the embryonic stages of it. Mm. It is, is super difficult. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I also own, I'm the CEO of a company called Emerge. Yes. Um, and what we are is a multimedia company that uh, supports and provides resources for small business owners and really talk about the entire entrepreneur lifestyle because an entrepreneur, it's more of a mindset and being a business owner is more of your status. Um, and I mm. really want people to get to Time know out. that. How preachers do that. You gotta say that again, Reverend. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is what? It's more of a mindset. A mindset. Yes, yes. And you being a business, you can be an entrepreneur and have that mindset, but still work in corporate office because you're bringing that entrepreneur spirit to whatever position you're doing. Wow. You know, I would prefer to have a bunch of entrepreneurs at the Commissioner Revenue wow. Office. So if you're ahead of business related taxes, I want you thinking like, this is my business. How do I get this to be the best business ever? Um, but to be a business owner, it's your status. I own an LLC. I own a corporation. I'm a sole proprietor. You know, so those are the things that we talk about. Um, and we get those those that knowledge out to in platforms such as like the magazine we have our radio show uh, where we're in 
interviewing business owners um, every week to get them more exposure and to talk about what their journey was because your journey could then inspire other people's journey and I could learn from your mistakes. That's yes. my biggest thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to make the same mistakes you did. I want right. to improve. <laughs> I want to emerge without that. <laughs> Look um, at that. I like the name then, drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good name drop. So uh, being innovative within the magazine platform, we all know magazines is a struggling industry. Um, and I like print magazines. I don't, I think if you're an online magazine, no offense to online magazines, you're, you're a blog. You're a blog. <laughs> sorry, you are a blog. Um, so uh, we decided to just have an annual magazine and we give that out as part of our Emerge weekend, which is the weekend you're talking about. Um, and that weekend covers technology because you need to know about technology to improve your business. like. We had a had it on Friday, and the man came down from Richmond, and he was talking to us about how to use AI to improve our business. And he was talking about scheduling, social media mm. posts, all of this to emerge our businesses. Which I was like, I need a list of all of these AI tools <laughs> because I don't hey, use any You got any two of AI them. experts Look, right here behind that, these cameras. It is so, that's, that's and they and they do. know it makes you so much more efficient, yes. especially if a lot of business owners are doing it part time. Yes. You know, if I'm working nine to five, and then from five to nine, I'm working my own business. I need to make it move a little faster. Yes. So the gala um, is one of my favorites because it's bringing joy and class to yes. being a business owner yes. and the small business owner doesn't always get that recognition yes. they don't get to feel that prestige so when they walk the red carpet when they're being interviewed when they get to see all of these pictures when they get to dress up when they get voted by their their peers or their clients you know it makes them feel good yes. now they have like this whole surge to keep going like i know i've been working non-stop since the gala i'm still running off the adrenaline yes. you know and off oh, of all oof. of that and then we end with our fashion brunch which yes. is my favorite favorite because i like to dress up being a politician i kind of always don't get to dress like I want to dress. So... <laughs> that's what Mark is making you wear them things. <laughs> my no, PR guy thing. that's too you extravagant. Look, you got to wear this, yes. you know. <laughs> you have to look like Hillary no, Clinton. Tiffany, you no. know you're going over here now. <laughs> <laughs> he has said that to me. He's like, you're wearing that yes. today? And I'm like... Oh, I remember that. You tell me, no, dude, you need to roll your sleeves up. You have three quarters of your arm so <laughs> Zoga has a science. I get it. I get it. Believe he me. He even talked about how I laugh. He's like, you laugh like Hillary Clinton. I'm like, look. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so we end with the fashion though. brunch because that's like an external portrayal of your brand, of right, yourself. Right, your personality. Yes, it brings confidence to you. Yes. And I was just telling them so on Sunday um, at the fashion brunch, I said, if you were to talk to me probably three years ago, I wouldn't have been changing my hair. I wouldn't have been, you know, dressing kind of the way I want to dress. I wouldn't have switched it up as much because I thought I had to fit in this certain lane yes. versus being myself and still being professional and knowing how to dress in certain settings. So it's but the amazing thing is you know how to play the game to get there. Let's just keep it 100. We still are oppressed people. At the end of the day, they made the other, you know, race may or races sometimes can do certain things that mm -hmm. we can't do. Sometimes we had to get our foot in the door first. You know what yep. I'm saying? Not saying is anything wrong 
with the way we dress or what we do. I can do what I want to do now. I'm a pastor. I'm not looking for a job. You understand? Because I have it. But when it's me trying to get in, when I was trying to make sure I got my real estate company in certain avenues, you know, I made sure I wear a suit. Like she'd be fussing too. Now you know you can't come in here without a tie. What's wrong with you? Like she's like like my younger mother over here. You know? <laughs> yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like certain settings, we have to get our foot in the door first. Then a lot of times, you know, we're able to express, you know, ourselves the way the way we want to. So is, is it right? No. But as a minority, we, we have to learn how to play that game to, to, to get our foot in the door. But look, what, she does so much stuff for minority business. So we just talked about Emerge, right? We talked about doing online because a lot of us, especially African-Americans, we have regular jobs and we don't have a full-time business yet. Although a, full, a business is always full-time, regardless if, if you can put full-time hours in it, like nine to five, you're going to put it in after hours. Mm -hmm. Now, them being able to get online and do it is way more convenient. Now, we talked about the Emerge event. Now, she has a minority business commission. Please let us know, because you, you had governors making sure that this stuff happens. Man, that's just favor, the favor of the yeah. Lord. Shout out to former Governor Ralph Northam for putting the Minority Business Commission in the budget. So it is so important to have something like the Minority Business Commission. And why I keep bringing it up is because I want citizens to know that this exists so that we can keep it existing. So it started, what, 2020, I believe, is when we got it in the budget. And for two years, we were successful as far as meeting. And we, we, we split up into two committees. We split up into a committee for data, because you can't do anything without data. I can't say, oh, minorities don't get enough capital, which we all know they don't. Um, but what are the numbers? Mm -hmm. And then from those numbers, how can we then go to the federal government and say we need these regulations or we need these policies in place or to the state and say, you know, that one of my ultimate goals, which will probably take us on a different tangent, is to look at the numbers, look at the percentages and then have the federal government and the state put regulations on banks to say if you are if your constituents are 50 percent African-American, then you need to be giving 50 percent of your loans to African-Americans. Like it needs to be equitable across the platform. So not just say we don't have access to capital, but what are the, the avenues and the tools to get us access to capital? So well, that's look, a little different. No, I'm a, <laughs> you, look, I, I have a story for this too. So I have a client that wanted to go in half on a house with me. And so they want to just go ahead and just do a personal loan because it shouldn't take no more than 60 days, maybe 90 days to get everything up and, and sell it. They have a high credit score. They have a traditional American name. Their credit score is like 835. They, they told them that their interest rate on the loan would be like 4%. They show up to the bank and the bank say, oh, no, they got to do it at 767 See? Like, well, why do they do that? And so now, you know, they wanted to go ahead and get their check or whatever first. But I'm definitely, I've already kind of talked to Aaron, mm -hmm. you know, the assistant of um, um, Senator, you know what I'm talking Warner. about? Senator Warner. <clears throat> and so I know he's deals with the banks. I'm definitely mm -hmm. going to bring that to him because I see him in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So at the end of the day, why is it that this young lady filled this application out online, talked on the phone, and then she get three point or four percent and then when she gets there it's almost eight percent 
couldn't have been nothing but the color of her skin in my mind. That's it. And so we have to understand that redlining still goes on. Mm-hmm. And that's why we look at the Republicans, how they weaponize CRT as if it's black history. It's not black history. CRT is the study of why do you redline? Mm-hmm. Why have you had slavery? What makes you think you're better than a certain human being to say that you can own a human being? That is a spirit of pride. So anyways, I want to make sure that I deal with this because what you're saying is so true and people begin to think that, oh, we want handouts. No, we don't want handouts, but y'all got handouts in the beginning of America. Yep. They gave white people loans and didn't even ask them to pay it back. Exactly. But they want us to come up with our exactly. own bootstraps. Then they say, oh, everything equal now. But if I played you, if I played checkers, I know we say this chess not checkers, but let me give you a simple game. If mm-hmm. I played checkers with you all day and you cheated the whole game and you got all kings and I got regular people, now you're saying let's play fair. Hell, you got all the kings. Mm-hmm. What can I do? How can I do what? How in the world are you going to make that equitable? No, you mm-hmm. need to give me some kings the same way you stole these other kings. Exactly. You need to give me what it is you stole from me. When we come up, you blow up Tulsa. When you look at it, most parks, let's keep it 100, and most man-made lakes cover up thriving black neighborhoods that were thriving that racism destroyed. Look at our own city. Lake Lanier. Look at Lake Lanier in Atlanta. That we used to be like, oh yeah, people get stuck in the trees. It was a thriving black community. And it's underwater because they put them under flipping water. Well, what's the what? example in the city of Newport News? Help me. Christopher Newport University. What? Was a prominent black neighborhood. See, I ain't know that. Yep. It just and it just came out in the in uh the paper. Wow. The about it. Yeah. I need to go read. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is succeeding. That's yes. the moral of this podcast. <laughs> hey, why you bring it all this smoke? Go read something. I didn't know that came out just Amen. <laughs> 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 hey, man. And in this, like, so even talking about reading succeeding and to know the thing, I mean, we can't know everything about everything, but it is important bringing it back to Minority Business Commission. We did two years worth of work when, um, and not bringing it political, but when the Democrats were majority in the House and in the Senate. And then when it flipped to Republican, I'm not saying it's better or worse, I'm just saying because of that administration change, a lot of things fell through the cracks. And therefore, the Minority Business Commission, we haven't met since 2022, which is why it's so important for citizens to then email their delegates, to email their senators. Now the Senate side, which stayed Democrat majority, they've appointed their people. They've appointed the senators that would be on the commission and their citizens that would be on the commission. The House side has not. So therefore it's just sitting out in limbo. So we are um, talking with as many people as we can. We're talking with special interest groups to get them to put their pressure on these delegates and senators so that way we can say hey appoint your people so we can continue to do what we've been doing so that's that's why it's important wow. to know this information otherwise things like the minority business commission which is there to work for for equity for all minorities because the asian community gets left out of a lot of things because their numbers are so small if your percentage is two percent banks aren't even including you in their demographics so that's why the minority business commission is so important and we need everyday citizens to put that pressure on them so that we can get what we need. And not to be political, but just to be truthful, 
I mean, it, the way that someone depicted them between Democrats and Republicans was absolutely on point to me. They yeah. said <laughs> Democrats will help 100 people and don't care if 85, 90 don't need it just to make sure they help the one or the 10. Republicans will, let, will not help the whole 100 because one might not need it for real. That. You understand? And my thing is that's selfish. It's selfish. You have all this this money out here. You have all these resources. Mm -hmm. People pay taxes. You you force us to pay taxes. I mean, you pretty much rob us. We we don't have a choice. You take it out our tax our checks automatically. <laughs> if they don't pay it, you make sure you figure out how to garnish them. Mm -hmm. And so you you have all the resources, yet you don't want to help your own citizens. You shut down the government, and then. You get paid, but the people that work for the government don't get paid. Exactly. I think if you if you bold enough to shut the government down, I don't think you should get paid either. But anyway, I digress. We're dealing with minority business, but I had to let you know that I don't really agree with a lot of things that you all do. Because to me, you use um, politics to continue to keep people oppressed and not giving them um, the equity or the um, <clears throat> the financial assistance that they need, mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, let me move right along. So anyway, I was, I always get excited. I'm so upset, you all, because uh, we didn't, uh, we didn't, I don't think, collect as much as we collected when we had a week one time. Maybe I'm adding the stuff up wrong. I don't know. But look here, the commission in cans, I always had this competition in my own little mind because I like I just like to curate the energy of people mm -hmm. helping people because it makes people feel good. It, it, some people may can't afford to help people with hundreds of dollars, but they can at least bring a can or two. Mm -hmm. What made you think of this and how successful was it? Because I know the food bank have to love you. Nobody going to advocate for you today. going to be. I mean, look, we were trying to hold out stuff to the end. These jokers sent a truck to come get it. We weren't even through collecting our stuff. They were like, no, nah, we got to come get this now. Well, we love Tiffany so much. Let's go. Let's go. So anyway, how successful was it and what made you, you think of this? So, Commissioner um, everything. Commissioner and cans. Commissioners cans. and cans, food and fun drive. Um, so when, when I was running in 2017, one was about innovating the office. Second was about us being more into the community. And everything that we do is definitely a team effort. So I don't want anybody to think it's just me because believe me, I don't. Well, I don't know it's the other people. Mostly a team. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I'll just mess with you. <laughs> Look, see, and this is why he's not going to collect as much as my office is going to collect this year. So, um, it's your event. You should beat me. If I beat you, that's just a shame. <laughs> I feel like we're always like, okay, we got to do better yeah, than each group. We do. We do each group we know is going to support and going to like really turn out. Yeah, we ready. Um, but so that was one of the things. Well, what what's the, like, the I don't want to say easiest, but what's the most simple thing that we could do as an office? Um that will give back to the community. And somebody brought up, well, the food bank needs food. For, originally it was in February, remember? But mm -hmm. February is our busy time yeah. and a lot of other commissioners' busy time, so we weren't really like collecting as much as we wanted. But the, the shelves at the food bank go bare in August, which is why they want to co come collect that food. Because when I tell you, when we did yeah. a tour of the food bank, every shelf was empty. It was so sad. And people are coming in trying to get food and they're like, we don't have any food to give you. Like, how horrible is that? Wow. So, so then we moved it um, to August and it's, it's a lot better with a month long. And then, you know, we can get 
get riled up during our competition. But that's how, that's really how it got started. Just thinking, well, what's a good way for us to give back to the community? What do people really need? And what what time is the best time to do something like that? So it started off with just my office, like, oh, let's just collect internally. And then um, it spread to, well, let's invite the Hampton Roads commissioners um, to get involved. And then it spread to, well, let's invite the entire state. Wow. Now, wow. this year, so we have 126 commissioners across the state. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? We have 126 commissioners. And I need y'all to be trustees for Newbies Grow. They got a lot of money. <laughs> so I am happy to say that every commissioner in the Hampton Roads area, I'm not going to say except one office. I'm not going to call out the office, although I, I should. I will. Once I find out, I'm going to put their name right here. Every, every commissioner in the Hampton Roads has signed up and is doing great things. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to Malika, my admin services <clears throat> manager, because she took it this year and organized it so well, got everybody so hype about it. Social media was great. So I think our our office is really going to collect a lot of pounds. And we will know how many pounds, hopefully, by the end of this week. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. But wow. I do want every commission. I at least would like half the commissioners to sign up and participate. Because you imagine if 126 commissioner revenues just collected $100, yeah. how much we could That's help it. the entire state. Yes. Like, yes. So. That is an awesome event, and it just, you're good at curating energy because it curates a lot of positive energy for our people because some people feel like, I, I really couldn't do that, but I felt good. I could bring some cans. Like, they literally right. are excited when they bring it on Sunday, and some of them brought them on Saturday, like the people that really might be struggling already. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes maybe even people that we actually help out and give them food. Right. But for them to be able to be empowered to help, they they love it. People Decent people love it when they can help people. So I, I just like the energy that you bring to the church. So we always um, are ready to participate. You know, we get in line and take the picture the way Marcus have us take the picture. You know, stand over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he always got a certain scientific way. Okay, you like at the no gala. Sense. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, the shade. Oh, yeah, it actually works. I'm glad you're short, basically, what he was saying. Anyway, let me go. Let's go to another subject. I'm going to get in trouble. I guess I'll be bringing the smoke, but I still want my cigar. Anyway, look. From what I hear from, from Marcus, because I didn't know this, I guess I need to read again. <laughs> You're working on some tax bills. What, what are you working on? So um, it's the tax translation bill. Um, so specifically in Newport News, we have a high percentage of um, people that speak Spanish. And then we also have another high percentage of people speak Korean. So internally, we have been translating our literature and our website and things in our wow. videos into other languages to help wow. the, our users like understand awesome. you know what we're going through so even if you're if spanish is your native language and english is your second language there's still things that are mixed missed in translation right so if i can help you make it i speak english as my native language and if i read the code i still get lost in translation yeah. so colonel. just to make i mean dude colonel it smells so funny like it's hard to exactly. learn how to speak english. so it's just to make Where's it easier Oh, and we do. Uh, um, we have our video uh, with American Sign Language as well. So just trying to think here. about, like you said, to think about the people. If it just helps one person, yes. we're we're happy with that. Like it doesn't have to be the majority. We're always thinking about the majority, and we never think about the minority, which is what our problem is. So um, the tax trend. So I can do that because Newport News 
is well-funded, right? And they have an awesome commission of revenue. So uh-huh. uh, the taxes Choo-choo. are assessed. <laughs> Thank you. A little plug for myself. I see. And, um, so, but I have to do it slowly because I can only do it within so much of my budget. So it's not like I can translate everything all at one time. Right. So I have to, so if we can, we went to the state, I want to say last year, and we asked them and a translation bill was drawn up to allow us to apply for grants, like the constitutional officers would be able to apply for grants from the state to use state funding, Mm -hmm. which they have in order. And then we don't have to be a burden on our locality. Because if you get a commission revenue like Petersburg, it's a small office. She has five employees. She doesn't have the budget that I have. You know, even if you get um, like Norfolk, they do translate some things, but they have a big NATO community. She still doesn't have enough money in her budget to then translate into French, Italian, all the things that she would love wow. to do. So we are trying to push this. Te- it didn't pass this last time. Imagine that. But <laughs> we are still going. So for you, for you that are listening that don't know, what I do is I go and I talk with um, business owners. I go and I talk with citizens and I figure out what their needs are. And then I take that along with the Commissioner of Revenues Association, depending on what bill it is, and I go lobby um, in Richmond, uh, every January, but we do certain things like the minority business commission and the tax translation bill are outside of the core association. Um, these are just things that we thought would make the entire state better. Um, so we're going to push it again next January. Um, but we're working on building up our numbers now. So my thing is you have influence, you have power, right? Um, influence. I think you need numbers. Like I can, I can, get a delegate to change their vote if I tell them, well, half of your constituents are going to be upset and I back it up with those constituents if you don't do X, Y, and Z. He's going to, he or she is going to think about it a little different. Or money. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have the money like mm-hmm. in order to be able to like donate or contribute the way we'd like. So now we have to use influence. So the more people that know about it, the more people that want it and reach out, then we can possibly get it passed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, look, so we get ready to close it out. What is it? I know you just told us how we can help with the mm-hmm. the money and the influence. What are like maybe two things that you need us to help you with? And how can regular citizens help you get it done? So um, just reach out to your delegate and senator. And if you don't know who they are, you can Google them or you can reach out to me. Um, and you can follow me on social media at uh, Vote Boyle. And um, we will get actual, we'll put action items on the website. Um, it's voteforboil.com is the website. And we'll put those action items up there so that way you can get on the list. We can email you exactly what you need to do and we can keep going that way. It's just putting pressure on our delegates and senators to one, put it on their radar because they might not know. And then two, to get them to think about voting for it. Well, that's awesome. Well, you heard it here, the Commissioner of Revenue. First of all, we thank her so much for making the forms online so Maxwell Realty can get its check but to make sure that they can, you know, get their business owners, their <laughs> paperwork together so that they maybe uh, be legal so they can get their paperwork. Not my business, but my business is together. But just the awesome thing of you curating the energy for minority businesses and businesses, just period, the diversity that was in the place was just awesome and so we just thank you because I, I think a lot of us didn't even know what the commissioner revenue was we just saw marty name all the times i never knew what a commissioner revenue was until you took office and a lot of people 
uh, didn't know as well. And my church people, you know, they support you and whatever you do, anytime you do anything, I be getting upset because it's like they like you more than me. I be straight salty, New Beach Grove, you know what I'm saying? Shout she, out to New Beach Grove. Yeah, she ain't, <laughs> she ain't your pastor though. I'm your pastor. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, we thank you so much. Another edition of Bring the Smoke is down. We thank you so much for everything you do in politics, but everything you do to help us in the community. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan. I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below, and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country, and I promise you it will bless your life.